What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Whatever I know, I mean, none of us are pros at anything, so I've always been willing to kind of talk to anybody about anything. You know, people ask and... I'm truly an open book and I don't, I don't like gatekeep or like hold something back, especially with my fellow creatives. I love kind of chit chatting and throwing off ideas and sharing experiences and being able to have that connection with your community, I think is so important. And being an open book about it, it just takes so much less effort to be open and be, you know, kind of kind to each other in this industry than it does to be, to have any animosity. So for me, that's been really important. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, Having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited to dive into today's conversation with Olguda Goddard. I fell in love with her incredible work on Instagram a few years ago, and I am so excited to connect with her and chat all things maternity. She's a fine art maternity photographer based out of San Diego, California, and specializes in fully styled maternity sessions. She's been in the industry for almost 10 years and aims to bring whimsy and ethereal elegance to her client images. When not behind the lens, she is a mama to two crazy boys, a wife to a prior marine, and loves adventuring. Without further ado, here is Olguta. Welcome! Hi, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. So tell us who you are and really what you're passionate about. Yeah, so I'm Olguda. I am based in San Diego, like Lisa mentioned, and I'm a maternity photographer. And it feels kind of wild to just say that 
that's all I do, but that's all I am currently working on. You know, over the years, or I guess initially, I had started off kind of shooting a little bit of everything like most of us do. And uh, just kind of as time went on, I found my heart was really drawn to just maternity photography, um, which is, I think, is amazing. It kind of condenses all of your energy into what you love to do the most. And for me, that really has kind of propelled my work. And it's a, it's a good feeling to really just do what you love. And it's okay to just say, I just do this, or I specialize in this. But for me, it, it's amazing. So it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I love that. So because you specialize in maternity photography, can you really share your why and like dig into why you love it so much and why you chose to specialize in it? That's a great question. And I always love hearing people's like, kind of like how they got into it. So for me, it ended up kind of going that route and specializing in it. I was more of a reflection of what I what I was going through personally. So we had a long infertility journey with getting my boys. We struggled for seven years. And, you know, for the longest time, I was kind of yearning for those photos you would see all over social media and kind of that experience that you would always like hear people sharing, you know, their photographer and like their locations and their dresses. And, you know, as a photographer myself, capturing those moments for other people when like I wasn't getting that opportunity, you know, I was celebrating with them. And obviously, I was truly genuinely excited with them. But I was like, dang it, when is it my turn? So it was so fun when I finally got that chance. And I realized, wow, like, this is like what I've waited forever for. Like all those days I used to like wish for that day, here it is. And I realized how truly special that opportunity was and that it was never a day I was potentially it was never going to happen. So getting that opportunity, I realized like, this is this is what my heart is drawn to celebrating that moment because it was never guaranteed. It wasn't guaranteed for me and, you know, it's not guaranteed for my clients. Um, so I really kind of used my journey and the heartbreak of, of the losses to celebrate that amazing moment. So for me, being able to kind of do that for my clients, you know, a lot of them have gone through IVF struggles. A lot of them have waited for this baby a long time. And like, here we are and dang it, we're going to do this big. So it's been fun to kind of be at the be the driving force for them and kind of navigate that for them, just knowing how special that chance is. I love that so much. I don't know if you know, I'm an IVF mama as well. You are. See, I am. It's yeah. so special. Like, and that, that's what always like touches my heart. I'm like, there's no guarantee that me and these clients were ever going to meet. And like, here we are. Now we just tell them like, we're going to end this session with you in a ball gown in the ocean because like <laughs> we waited a long time for this chance. Uh, and we may not get to do it again. You know, this, yeah. so this is it. Like when in Rome, yeah. we're doing all the things. Exactly. I love that. It's so special. It becomes a celebration for your clients. It, and it's, it, really it really is. is. I love that. So you don't do newborns. Because so, I, I don't do Because I am a maternity, a, like same journey. Like that's why I love maternity. But I love newborn too yeah. because of oh, that. Oh, I love so, newborns. And I, and I used yeah. to photograph them. But after having my boys and as they got older, it kind of just mom life had to pivot a little bit. I'm like, I just don't have the time to dedicate big blocks of time away from my kids while being able to like help in their classroom and go on field trips. So no, we just do maternity and that is so good. (laughs) I love it. So when you're working with a maternity client and they obviously would fall in love with you, do you get a lot of questions can you do on my newborn too uh, they do ask they they definitely do ask um and i just have lots of friends who are yeah. an amazing <laughs> network of photographers locally and i'm like let me just send you over to my friends who are amazing at that I and we've kind that. of developed a really great partnership where we kind of refer to one another i have you know some photographer friends who don't do maternity they just do newborn so it's kind of the same but different and it it really has kind of helped expand the network locally and being able to refer to one another and 
clients know that we trusted each other with, you know, the referrals. So it's worked out just fine. It was scary. I will tell you, it was scary to drop that and just do one thing. It was scary to drop my like family fall sessions. I, I kind of transitioned to yeah. just doing maternity by dropping little things one at a time. But um, you know, clients understand. They see what you're passionate about. And as scary as it is at the end of the day, I think most of them still support that. And uh, though they're bummed, they still kind of cheer you on to your journey. So it, it all works out. It, it was a bigger deal in my head, kind of anticipating, right? oh my gosh, I'm going to break all these people's hearts or I'm not going to see my babies, like all these babies, you know, in their sessions. And I did just recently actually offer like a styled mommy and me session because I wanted to like see yeah. all my babies back. <laughs> and that actually has been really fun. It still gives me the opportunity to really dress them up and celebrate them. And like, you know, here was this baby when I last saw them, they were in your belly and now they're in your arms. And so that's been fun to kind of explore. But that's super brand new. So we're just going to yeah. skip right over that. But yeah, it, it all works out. It really does. I love that. I've been in um, a bit of a process where I've been stripping away things and yeah. really deciding that I want to just niche as new maternity newborn. And it has been like really interesting how like just the process, because you do, you think it's scarier than it actually is. And like the support of your clients are like, wow, like good for you. Just yeah. deciding to do what you love. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think our creative hearts do want to kind of do everything and please everybody and kind of like expand as much as we can. But the end of the day, like what you want to do is just as important as what your clients want you to do. Exactly. So, and that kind of reflects in your work, I feel too. So it, it works out. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Cause you can tell, you can tell you absolutely love what you do and it does come across in your work. I hope so. Thank you. So do you find, do you find like when you have a session with a client, are you going to like multiple locations? Are they specifically doing like the beach? Like how do your sessions run? Yeah, so I offered um, a few different packages, but they are specific to one location, um, just to kind of allow us to capitalize on that like perfect time of day, the good lighting. Um, so I offer studio session outdoor, which is and ends up being more like woodsy, and then I offer beach sessions. Um, so they get to pick depending on what they're kind of most drawn to, the, the style or the locations that kind of speak to them. Being that I'm three miles from the beach, a lot of them do kind of end up defaulting to that. But I get a good mix either way, which is really fun for me because on, on Sunday I had three sessions. I went from woodsy to the studio to the beach. So I get to kind of get to yeah. me out and about. But it's it's really fun being able to kind of change it up constantly depending on, on what they uh, what their vision is for their session. Love that. Now, when I was doing my research on you, I love that you have a section on your website for a model search. I thought that was absolutely genius. So how, how often are you doing personal projects versus client work? or using your models? Yeah, so I do a lot of, I do mostly client work, of course, um, but I do work with designers, for example, I shoot like new lines or new gowns, or I just have personal project where I just wanna get out and shoot, like if I have a break in my schedule, or really, even if I'm just kind of feeling burnt out, funny enough for me, what I find I need to do when I kind of like get that feel, you know that feeling, we all know that feeling. Oh, oh, the burnt out, like not inspired feeling, yeah, 100%. So for <laughs> for me, like as much as I want to like lay on the couch and veg out, like that is always a sign to me that I need to get a model and I need to take them into the woods or go somewhere, grab my favorite dress and like just do something with a model because I find that obviously you still want to provide the model with beautiful images, but there's, you don't have that same pressure to perform for a model as I find you do for a client, especially if you tell them, hey, I have this like new creative project I'm working on or I have some new things I want to try they're completely open to it. They're not expecting anything specific out of you. 
and it just makes them like so much more willing to kind of do anything and everything. So whenever I get into that rut, getting a model out there really helps out. So it's nice to have that um, collection of models who have applied. And I'd leave it on my website just because you never know who stumbles across your website. They might not be able to afford me, for example, but they say, you know what, let me just throw my name in the hat. Mm -hmm. And so I'll have some people who inquire and they're only eight weeks along. So now they go into my database and whenever I have something come up, I can go in there and take a look to see kind of where they're at with their due date, take a look at photos, learn a little bit about them. Sometimes they'll apply and I'm like, you know what, I was just going to post a model call and boom, there it is. And it just kind of works out magically that way. But it's really nice to have it at the fingertips and not have yeah. to post in mom groups or not have to post, you know, social media because, uh, you know, that tends to kind of not devalue, but you know, when you're constantly posting for model calls, or I find exactly. people are always like almost waiting, mm -hmm. especially when, like in my case, I just do maternity. I find that people kind of like, like cover ooh, my wet. They're right? waiting. They're waiting. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's from a business standpoint, it's nice to just kind of have that option to take a look and see if there's someone that fits what my vision was for the model call and not have to post it. I love it. Well, I because I actually went. I was like, I actually I'm in the process of redesigning my website, and it I sent so it well. to my designer, and I was like, this is absolutely brilliant. Can we do yeah. something like this? Yeah. It works so, so I well. am. I love it. I love it. So it's so genius. So can you share a little bit about your session process when it comes to makeup and hairstyling and dress styling? What methods do you use so it works all together? Yeah, that's my favorite. I love it. I love it. So all my sessions are fully styled, which just means I have a collection of gowns I've invested in over the years. It's currently done about 230 gowns, so it does get a little crazy, but it's so fun. And for me, it kind of offers my clients an opportunity to dress up and like, again, we're celebrating, right? Like we're not like as cute as they look in their old Navy dress that they came to their session in. Like we're doing this big. We waited a long time for this chance. Yeah. And so dressing up and getting all dolled up and making a special occasion out of it is really important to me. Um, once in a while, I'll have people ask, like, do I have to wear a dress? I'm like, and I was like, it hurts my heart a little. Um, like, you know, as if they, you know, maybe we're not a good fit. And, and you know, yeah. that's okay. There's lots of yeah. photographers who love that more uh, lifestyle, more authentic photo session. But as far as the styling portion, I uh, send them out a, well, once they book, I send out a list of referrals uh, for hair and makeup artists. Um, I don't personally coordinate that specifically. I used to years back. I used to include it in my package. But for me, it just makes for mm, tricky taxes, especially in California. Yes. So yes. I like to kind of eliminate the middleman. Um, but I do send them a list that I feel confident in. And I can, you know, make the connection, introduce them to my makeup artist. Uh, but I kind of let them pick whoever they are drawn to. You know, just like in lots of styles. Um, so they at least have kind of a starting point from there. As far as their um, styling with the dresses, I have an online gown gallery. I just use oh, Pixie Set. But smart. I have all my dresses in Pixie Set. And then they're able to, like, click their favorites. And I can see them on my end. And that way there's no, like, you know, potentially confusing gowns. If they're like, yeah. oh, I want the purple one or I want this one. So I love having it in Pixie Set at any given point I can take a look to see what, what images they favorited and then pull those for their session. So I love that, that makes it so easy. And then um, as far as style or session goes, session planning, I do love sending out kind of a little prep guide. So little things to remember, you know, with shoes, with ironing your clothes, with, you know, what to have the partners wear or the kids wear. It kind of puts all that information in one spot for them. And it makes it, I find like it kind of takes the stress off. When they get one whole email that says, here's your session date, location, time, what to do, your, don't forget your nails, don't forget your hair. All these little things in one spot gives them kind of a point of reference and they're not having to 
kind of scramble for like all these bits of pieces of information elsewhere. And then I take care of the rest. They show up at their session. I bring the dresses there. We kind of go on location. So uh, once they get to the session, I take care of the rest. But everything prior to that is really easy. It's just all done online. I love that. Now, how do you store all the dresses? I have to ask. <laughs> so I just recently opened a studio in March. Um, prior to that, they were in my house. So they were taking up like, my master closet. Gone. Like, we didn't need to hang up clothes. We'll just put everything in drawers. So master closet, my kids' closets. I had multiple racks in my garage. They were taking up my whole house. So much space. Yeah. I know. And then when we went to go move them into my studio, my husband joked. He's like, if I knew you had this much dresses, this many dresses, I would have rented you a U-Haul. I'm like, me too, guy. <laughs> Because they were everywhere, and you, you know, it's kind of like when you move out of a house, there you don't realize how much stuff you have until you open up all the cabinets. Yeah, yeah. So I started loading them into the back of my SUV. I dropped all the benches, more like loading or like doing multiple trips, and that's when like it became like a reality. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of gowns. So oh my goodness. it's fine. We made it. Now they're all beautifully organized in my studio. I have a whole gown room, and they're in rainbow order. And it's like the most glorious sight oh. walking into that and knowing kind of where to go, and I don't have to search for them. So that part has been oh my gosh you have to do like a 27 dresses montage oh my gosh that would be so fun (laughs) that would be fun that'd be good on social I love it so I have to ask how do you manage balancing a family especially because I know with beach sessions you're gonna have to shoot in the evenings or early morning so what advice do you have on balancing your family with that Oh my goodness. So that that definitely has been a struggle, uh, especially in this last year as I've kind of pivoted. And for me, opening my studio has actually kind of went hand in hand with that. I was at a stage in my life where my kids are five and eight. So they're old enough now to question you or to say, you have to work again. You work last night or you work last weekend. Or, you know, I was running into situations where I had a, something scheduled and then they, something for them would come up like a random soccer tournament or whatever. I'm like, yep. I just felt like I was missing so much of these little parts of life that you can't plan. And as much as I had my sessions planned, other parts of my life were coming up and they just weren't meshing well. So I actually opened up a studio to be able to shoot more during the day while they're at school. And that did mean I was cutting back a bit on my outdoor availability. But I, you know, initially it was, it was a kind of like a, I was like, dang it, like I'm going to miss out on seeing so many people at once. Yeah. And then I just realized it's okay to do that. I know a lot of times, especially during a career, if you're in it kind of for the long haul and your heart is there, you have to pivot. You have to kind of change things around a little bit. Otherwise, you get burnt out or you'll feel, you know, you'll kind of be bummed that you're missing all these things every weekend. Um, And I just didn't want to go there. So I opened up my studio to be able to take some clients into the studio, still do outdoors, you know, about, I would say, 75% of the time and then not miss out on so much. (laughs) But uh, it's been, it's been for me, kind of being able to balance that, you know, I use a family calendar on Google with my husband, and he can kind of see when I have something scheduled. And, you know, he plans things for the kids to to get them, you know, keep them occupied. But it's definitely a balance. It's, uh, it's not easy. But I think it's doable as long as you kind of set expectations for yourself. And you're not, I feel like we're so hard on ourselves sometimes where you kind of want to be everywhere all at the same time and you can't. And that's like where your mental health starts to take a toll. Um, I know it's something that you've kind of worked through as well. So I had to just kind of like let it go. Like if I can't, if I have to say no to a new inquiry because I'm booked, like I had to learn that it's okay to be busy or it's okay to be fully booked. 
And that doesn't mean like squeeze in another one. Like when you're booked, you're booked. <laughs> you're preaching. I laughed because I was like, oh, squeeze. In. Like, I was the queen of the squeeze. Yes, <laughs> always. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can do two or three sessions back to back. And while you can, that you also then have to edit them. You have to communicate with those clients. So it's not just like squeezing in an extra mini session before your full session. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but you have to just be realistic with yourself and kind of be kind to yourself and navigating that. Cause especially during this time of year where it's really busy, your, our own lives are busy. And then you add in a really busy career, just kind of nature of the beast with fall season. Like, oh, it's a lot. <laughs> exactly. Now I know a lot of our listeners are fairly new photographers and also seasoned photographers too. But do you have any advice for maybe having a, a supportive spouse while you work? Because I know that sometimes that's not always the case for photographers. Yeah, it is not always the case. You're right. I'm so lucky. My husband's absolutely amazing with that. He knows that it's just part of the nature of this career. And it's not it's not an all day. We don't, well, we do. We do work all day. But as far as like sneaking away for a session, I think for me alone, that's kind of the hardest part was missing, knowing that I'm here with your family while I'm missing my own or I'm missing out on whatever my kids have going on. Um, but a lot of that just came down to communication. It was like, I mean, this is what I'm doing right now for this hour. And then I'll, you know, well, I'll take off the weekend. And that's kind of where I was mentioning that it's important to kind of be kind to yourself and schedule those times away ahead of time, you know, mark it on a calendar, like block off an entire weekend in Sharpie you if you have to, so you can't sit there and squeeze in something, but kind of communicating and balancing that ahead of time with your spouse obviously like if they're taking you know on that burden while you're gone that's a lot for them too we do a lot of like back and forth pre-planning i'll pre-plan whole weekends off just so everyone knows that yes mom has a really tough really busy week you know monday through friday but i have this whole weekend off we're gonna do fun things and kind of hyping the kids up and the husband up ahead of time really has helped out <laughs> that's awesome how, now you're you like edit a fine art in a fine art way. So how how many many images are you usually given to your clients, and how long is it taking you to edit each of it? Oh gosh, <laughs> that that's a it's a loaded question. So my sessions include three, six, or ten images. Um, I go for more quality versus quantity, and yeah. not that I mean they can have more. I that's just kind of like my base base packages. They you get to choose their own images. So I show them a proof gallery, which is just images ran through through Lightroom. Um, and then once they pick those images, then I do my kind of fine art stuff. I love, I mean, Lightroom has allowed us now with like the use of masks and stuff. I'm able to kind of get my image pretty close to the final version of it, um, you know, through Lightroom and kind of give clients a really realistic expectation for what their final image will look like. But they're able to kind of pick their images. And then I'm not, I used to just like fully edit, like, entire galleries and uh, that's a lot and obviously it they're not buying lot. that I so know. From, a, from a business <laughs> standpoint I'm like I just spent hours like editing these and you know they're not I do offer them for woodsy sessions I offer my clients the option of purchasing the completely complete collection as they are um, because I've managed to kind of hone in on my shooting style my out of camera images plus the Lightroom tweaks and now with the addition of masks and being able to like, you know, brighten your subject and darken your background, it kind of gives you that more dynamic image. My proof galleries are beautiful as it is. You know, I don't they, they don't have the skin retouching or the extra artistic flair yet. But clients are oftentimes okay with that, especially as a keepsake gallery. So they still get to pick their, let's say, top 10. And I do my magic edits on that. And then they get the rest of the gallery as is. 
Minus, I will, I will Photoshop out like the gown tosser or any rogue hiker in the background. So they do have that option as well. But editing, if I'm just focusing on, let's say, 10 images, sometimes it'll take up to an hour per. My outdoor beach sessions will take an hour sometimes. And it is, you know, it does sound long from like a kind of business perspective. I'm spending, you know, potentially 10 hours on this gallery but you won't be able to convince me that it's not worth it because know, it, right? the things that I'm doing, I'm like, yes, they will see me like parting, parting the sea or yeah. you know, I'm like reshaping leaves sometimes. And I realize how ridiculous that is. Like from a, from a business standpoint, I'm like that leaf needs to be reshaped. <laughs> so it's, um, it's worth it in the end. I find that the images just look so much more polished and my clients appreciate that. I love that. I am a fine art photographer as well. And I really find that I really enjoy the editing process at times. And it, you kind of just get into this flow state that you look at the clock and you're like, I didn't even realize I've spent an hour on this one yeah. image. It's almost like painting. Yes, and, it is. And you, and you, yeah, I just, I really find that. And so, and I am an overshooter and I really struggled because I started trying to merge my fine art with my over delivering. And oh my goodness, I was spending so much time. So at this point, I'm actually taking a year off from taking client work just to kind of get myself and figure out what do I want to do? How do I want to have this business? And how is this going to work for me where I win and not feel like I am giving everything away for like really free. Yeah, <laughs> so that's so true. I mean, photographers are so guilty of that. It's hard to kind of value your time as a creative and yes, but realize like you have to charge for that. I mean, as, as yeah, even though you love it, even yes, though at you the love end of the it, day, you need to get paid. <laughs> yes. yes, at the end of the day, it's a business and we have to, I mean, otherwise it's okay to work from your heart and do these things that are amazing, but if you're doing it, you know, to pay the bills and to make a living out of it, you have to charge for it. <laughs> so with your model calls, what is your turnaround time for them? And how do you set the expectation? Because honestly, that is something that I do struggle with. Yeah. Is that even though you've done the model call, you've done the work and you've told them like it's going to be a certain amount of time, you you still get ridden. Yeah, no, absolutely. So how do you deal with that? So I just make that as part of like their contract. I make my model calls apply and I make them sign or fill out a contract, just like with anything else. You kind of set the expectations, what they're getting, when they're getting it. And I do put on there that the turnaround time is four to six weeks. Very rarely does it actually get to be like that. But in fairness to my clients, my model call sessions, especially if it's like a creative session, those have to kind of take the back burner until I kind of get through my, my actual client sessions. Um, so they know it takes a little bit longer. I do send out sneak peeks because obviously I'm just as excited about yeah. the session as they were. And I know they're at home, you know, wanting to see an image. Um, plus it gives them in posting a sneak peek. It gives them the opportunity to share that with their friends. And for me, it kind of now reaches a new network of people, which is why I do, you know, though I've been in the industry for so long, I do still do model sessions or model calls. Even my little creative sessions or just the, hey, I have a free a free day off session. Let me just shoot a model or shoot, shoot a new gown. Ultimately, what that does is it reaches a new network of people. And that's kind of how that helps grow my business when they share it with their friends. And it's, you know, there's no connection to other clients. And now their friends see it. You know, you get new followers, new inquiries, things like that. So um, for me, model calls have definitely been beneficial in kind of constantly expanding who I'm reaching. So what would your dream session be? Oh, my gosh. So anything that involves 
fall or a color. So right now, this time of year especially, I love traveling to like Colorado during the fall. Um, we don't get so much of that in California, so our falls here go from like green to dry, which yeah. then I have to edit in Photoshop and it's fine. Like we manage it. <laughs> it looks like fall by the time we're done with it, but I love like the uh, Pacific Northwest and just any region that has that abundance of color this time of year especially I'm so envious of my friends like back east or in the in the like Washington for example just the abundance of fall trees and color yeah. color color is, is so amazing oh I love it I'd love to see you do a snow session oh wouldn't that be amazing I did one years and years ago but it was kind of on a whim and not at all how I would do it today but that would be fun we we have <laughs> snow only like 45 yeah. minutes away from here so that might be on my winter bucket list it, do it so what do you wish more photographers knew Gosh, we touched a bit, touched a bit on this already with valuing your time. Mm. We we want to kind of please everybody and do all the things and shoot all the things, and you know we sometimes feel bad for charging for things, whether it's the initial session fee or whether it's for you know extra retouching or you know little things. Ultimately, what we're doing is providing someone something so invaluable, and that doesn't come at a cost, right? I mean, it, we're giving from our own to provide to others and that's beautiful and it's amazing and it's it's something that I know they appreciate, um, but you have to value yourself and your time. There's only so much of that, right? And so here we are doing all these things and we really have to kind of be cautious with um, kind of how we navigate our businesses yeah. Just because you don't want to constantly be giving, giving, giving. We, you know, we struggle uh, with placing value on something that comes from our soul. But it's so important. It's so important. <laughs> that was the, a hard lesson learned was boundaries. It, it is. And especially Oof. I think when you're newer to the industry, that is a hard thing to navigate. And I feel like that might be why a lot of photographers get burnt out and kind of start tapering off or drop out, out of the industry altogether. I feel like it's not for the faint of heart when you're in a sense no. working 24-7, but it's it's uh it's manageable if you just kind of really have expectations for yourself and your business exactly i love that what makes your soul light up oh my goodness the way my clients react to not that even just not necessarily even the final images but just during a session when you show them back a camera i'm like do you yeah. see this like that's uh -huh. you or when they see and they're like wait is that really me now i always like tell them like i hope you feel as beautiful as you look right now like perched up on this rock or wherever, whatever they're doing. At some point during the session, I always like remind my clients of that. Like, I hope you feel as pretty as everyone else sees you. Cause you know, they're getting compliments from like random passerbyers or hikers or whatever. And we're all like, you know, truly ooing and aahing at, at them. Um, but I really hope that internally they feel that as well. And, and I know they do, but seeing them light up with like the image of themselves and kind of what we're capturing. I've had, I'll never forget, I had a mom who she struggled for 13 years with IVF and we, you know, we got her dressed and I put her crown on her. We put earrings on her. We were at the beach and she like grabs my hand or freezes and she's like starts bawling. I was like, girl, you're going to ruin your makeup. But she's like, we're doing this. And she got chills. She said, I got chills again oh, just thinking of her. Yeah. She's like, I waited forever for this. Like, we're really doing this. I was like, we're doing it. Like, we're so doing it. And the entire session, she was just like cloud nine. And um, at the end, she's like, I was like, we did it. She again starts bawling and I'm bawling and everyone's just a mess. But like, you know, just having having them light up with that genuine excitement for what they're going through. Um, and it's so simple for us. It's, you know, an hour away, uh, an hour with them for the session. But to them, it means so much more. And knowing that you're providing them with amazing images that they'll be able to look back on. You know, the session's not just as simple. It's not just as simple as 
you know, going into the woods for an hour or, you know, going to the beach for the session, like they've waited a long time for that, you know, some of them. So being able to experience that with them and see their joy and giving them the opportunity to relive it through these photos is there's nothing like it. It's, it's amazing. I love that. Great answer. So what's been the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? Oh, goodness. I will tell you, I, for me, I had someone ask once, what is your time away from your kids worth? It was at a, um, at a conference and it was a speaker giving a, spe- uh, a speech on IPS. And I'm not an IPS photographer. I just do digital sales and I'm okay with that. And I was listening to her um, during her speech. And what she mentioned is, you know, everything that we do comes at a cost, right? Whether it's a cost to your business, a cost to your time, a cost to your mental health, a cost to there's everything has a cost. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be monetary costs. But the reason she was so passionate about IPS is that our time away as a photographer takes a toll or at a cost to other things like your family. And she said, what is your time away from your children worth to you? Like, dang, right? Like, it, I mean, that just it always resonated with me because um, at that time I was charging so little. Yeah. Like everything I'm preaching about now, like that was me back then. And I yeah. know that we all go through that and that's totally okay. But I just said that kind of always stuck with me. Like I'm missing, I'm leaving, you know, away for an hour session plus, you know, the hour drive time there and the hour back plus all the other little pieces of time um, when prepping for my session, that's all time away from my own family. Like, is that only worth a hundred bucks? Yeah. And so that always has stuck around. Like, you know, it's okay for us to charge our worth um, and charging it from the start even. I I almost like feel bad when I see photographers post like, oh, I'm doing sessions for $35. Yeah. Like you're not, that's then not even covering gas. No. So just really being able to kind of, hone in on what's important to you and is what you're doing from your, you know, from a creative standpoint, even worth that. Yeah. Oh, great advice. So you ready for the lightning round? Oh, yes. I'm ready. <laughs> coffee or tea? Oh, coffee all the way. What about you? Uh, you know what? Lately it's been tea. How it's is, been pe- is it? Like, okay. Yeah. Peppermint tea. Oh, okay. Peppermint tea is so good. Mm. <laughs> what is the last thing you did for yourself as an indulgence? Got my nails done. Does that count? Like just yeah. I feel like as a photographer, I, I never used like during COVID. Obviously, that that chance went out the window. And then when we got uh, the opportunity to go back and you know go into the nail salon, I felt like it's like my hands are constantly in someone's face in the camera. They're constantly <laughs> yeah. on display, you know, holding my camera or like you know fixing up their dresses or their jewelry or whatever. I'm like I deserve to get sparkly nails. And so yeah. my my nail my nail tech always lasts. I always get glitter. Like you'll never find me without glitter nail polish. I'm like oh, I love it's just that. Fun. Like we're just constantly out there, so it's okay to have pretty fingers. <laughs> totally. That was something, one thing. It was like going back and getting my nails and my lashes done. I was like, oh my gosh. I was trying like during pandemic time. I was trying to figure out how I could do it myself. <laughs> it was a hot mess. Yeah. It was hilarious. I tried to do a gel set on myself. Oh, I, I got it into was Color like, Street during the pandemic. Oh. The, the nail polish stickers. I'm like, well, that yeah. worked okay. I'm like, there's just nothing like not having the touch of for two weeks. Exactly. Oh, gosh. What do you like to cook the most? <gasps> Anything warm and cozy, like mm. comfort foods, especially nowadays going into like the winter season. I love like chicken pot pie. I yeah. love chicken and dumplings, fish tacos. Oh my gosh, you're making me hungry. It's almost lunchtime. Like right? <laughs> Yeah, anything comforting. Love it. 
what three things do you want to be remembered for? You and loaded questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to be remembered for how I interact with people. Like during my sessions, they kind of come to life and their energy. Um, we kind of jive off of each other. Like I'm just naturally kind of like a natural hype woman for it doesn't matter what it is. Like everything's exciting. And I and I do that in a genuine way. Like I'm not I'm not trying to like over dramatize a situation like it's exciting like whatever we're doing like it's an opportunity that you wouldn't have had the chance to otherwise so I want to be remembered for the way I interact with my clients and that I kind of hype them up and like we're genuinely excited for they're excited for me and these images I'm because there's nothing worse when you show someone a back of camera and you get a oh yeah or like they don't say anything I'm like gosh (laughs) give me something else (laughs) So I love being able to interact with my clients in a way that they dive off of my energy and vice yeah. versa. I want to be remembered for, gosh, giving them the chance to relive, like I said, those little simple moments, as simple as it is standing there in the trailer, standing in the ocean in the gown. Those obviously become core memories, but they have these amazing photos on their walls that they get to like see or, you know, they'll these amazing tosses from that. I was, I always hype up the husbands by saying like, you're going to be able to like tell her I did that. Like that awesome toss. (laughs) I did that. So when you have it on your fireplace, it's a constant opportunity to kind of relive that moment where we worked so hard for that toss or we worked, we waited forever for this perfect wave to come crashing into the gown and we got it. So that, gosh, one more. Is it cliche to say like just for being an open book? I'm so easy going with. Yeah, I love it. Whatever I know, I mean, none of us are pros at anything. So I've always been willing to kind of talk to anybody about yeah. anything. You know, people ask and I'm truly an open book and I don't, I don't like gatekeep or like hold yeah. something back. Um, I love, especially with my fellow creatives, I love kind of chit-chatting and throwing off ideas and sharing experiences and being able to have that connection with your community, I think is so important. And being an open book about it, it just takes so much less effort to be open and be, you know, kind of kind to each other in this industry than it does to be, to have any animosity. So for me, that's been really important. I love that because that's our huge thing too, is like communi- community over competition. Like, 100%. And, and like, the, and that just shows also your confidence in yourself and your eye as an artist yeah, too, that you won't true. get, because you're like, hey, like it's how I see the world and how you see the world are two different things. That is so true. I love shooting. I love like when I do model calls, sometimes I'll do it like with a friend or if we're all feeling burnt down. I'm like, listen, we're all going to go shoot in the middle of November because we can, even though we're all burnt out. It kind of helps you, you know, you're halfway through the busy season, helps you kind of reignite your soul with all the creative energy. So sometimes I'll go with a group of friends out and shoot. And it's fascinating to see how three people can photograph the exact same model. And so it always be so different, both yeah. creatively and just like composition and editing and um, it's, it's really fun to see, but it, that community of a competition is definitely so important. I love that. So I love to end my interviews just with this last question. And it is, what are you curious about or artistically curious about right now? Oh, I am super interested currently in like, videography. Um, I've been working a lot with a videographer just in in the growing the growing need to have video incorporated into like instagram and social media um and just in general just that's just kind of where we're headed to as a a world it seems 
um, I started working with a videographer friend and he's worked with me either in, doc either in my own sessions, like I offer that to my clients as a kind of behind the scenes add-on where cool. the video videographer comes with me and he does, he captures them in a way that photography can. It's so neat to see, to actually see that wave crashing into them or to actually, you know, see the gown blowing through the air. Yes, I capture that one split second of the image, um, but to kind of relive that moment I think is just so neat so I've always been fascinated by videography but even more so lately in that I have these clips that I'm able to like share on my social media mm -hmm. and uh it, it's so neat to to see that so I'd love to kind of know more about that get better at it and incorporate that I try to like, always like tell my videographers like, I'm trying to channel my like inner Joe with like I'm trying to pan <laughs> pan from like the dress through the weeds to like come up onto my subject and it's 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 definitely fun and it's fascinating to to explore. So that's been really interesting. Do you know about the turning your cell phone upside down trick? I just re you know it's so funny. I just saw that in a reel. Does that it's work? So cool. Oh my gosh, girl, you have to go out and try it. It makes everything like droney and like really cinematic. It is so cool. So do you just videotape everything upside down? Essentially, it, you know what? It, it pretty much. I just flip my phone around, press record, and like I'll glide it through the weeds right. or like wherever, and just kind of climb up to see your your subject, <gasps> and so then it automatically just flips around. Oh, get out! Yeah, oh, yeah. Amazing. So you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that mm -hmm. is fascinating. I'll have to try that. And also, have you seen the thing that you can actually? It's it's like a cell phone the holder that can go onto your hot shoe. Oh, I have. Yes. It's cool. I have that. Yeah. I'm such of an, an erratic shooter sometimes. Like I'll do something and I'll put in my camera down, do something to my camera down. I just cannot imagine what my footage would look like or just in moving it because I yeah. don't stand there for like more than a split second, <laughs> Yeah, you know, taking my shots. So I feel like I, I just, I you would get erratic. be fascinated to see like it. an actual behind the scenes. <laughs> You should, you should check it out. You can get them on Amazon for like $13. Oh, get and out. Yeah, it's just this That's little hot shoe cell phone. Yeah, it's like super fun. And then you just have like extra footage that you can use in reels or like yeah. just you setting up the shot that you can talk through. It's just it's super fun and it's been really fun. And you can film it both horizontally and vertically. Oh, I love that. So, I got a yeah. clamp that for my wagon where I can put my phone to and it allows me to get behind the scene footage of myself <gasps> with my clients. And that's that's been fun for them too. But um, I love that. It was on, on your hot sheet of the more realistic kind yeah, of Yeah, like what you're, what you're seeing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really That's neat. Amazing. Well, Alguda, thank you so much for joining me today. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. It's such an honor. I, I feel like I've been engulfed in Milky Way everything <laughs> for so many years. And now to be on this side of it is like still mind-blowing to me. Oh. So I so appreciate you reaching out and for the honor. Oh, my beautiful friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I know you probably adored this conversation just as much as I did. And seriously, my friends, I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We'll see you next time.